0: Thank you for tuning into holistic finance where we promote financial balance and financial health our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life now here are your hosts ryan burklow and alex collins
1: hello everybody welcome back to holistic finance i am your host ryan burklow with me in his blue and green pinstripe shirt i don't think it's pinstripe alex collins hey <laughs> how's it going good what do you call that plaid checker. plaid we'll go with plaid al borland ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> so, i hope people recognize thanks tim yeah you're welcome you welcome so for those of you who are new welcome to the show hopefully we didn't already scare you For those who have come back, thanks for coming back. This podcast is all about helping naturopaths simplify their finances and build their practice as efficiently as possible. So today's conversation uh, really stems from a conversation that we, we oftentimes have with naturopaths around, you know, building with the end in mind. And when we say that the question stems from, okay, what type of practice are you building? and we tend to have really kind of two versions of practice and oftentimes they morph throughout their career. Sure.
2: We we've got the lifestyle practice and we've got the enterprise practice. Right. So lifestyle is where you're building a practice that is entirely built around you and it is like you're creating wealth and you're creating income and you're helping people but at the same time like once you retire, the practice essentially goes with you. There's nothing there for somebody to take over because the practice is
1: you. Yeah, this tends to be the 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 doc that essentially is setting up their own retirement plan outside of their practice because their plan is really not to sell the practice because there's nothing to sell, and neither one of these type of practices are better than the others just making sure you understand which one you're building towards it's all about personal preference and what you're trying to accomplish exactly the second style is the enterprise and with the enterprise that's all about you building a practice that is essentially sellable right you don't have to be in the practice for it to actually run and yeah, produce cash flow.
2: You're building something bigger than yourself. You're building a lasting, sustaining company that is designed to continue helping clients beyond when you retire.
1: And oftentimes, you start it really in the lifestyle uh, practice because you're you're marketing. You're you're just trying to get the get the ball moving, right? Right. And then several years down could be sooner, but it tends to be three, four, five years down the line it may transition into hiring another doctor and building something where you don't have to actually be practicing doctor. Maybe you are just a business owner at the top or you're a doc, but there's so many other doctors around you that now you're building a practice that is actually sellable maybe to someone that's a current doctor on your staff or another doctor buys it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, oftentimes the, the enterprise practices have a tendency of, of- – Finding a niche um, and and being more specialized as well.
1: So this podcast is going to be more towards the the enterprise uh, practice because it's all about business valuations, and so we want to talk about three common valuation methods methods that we see out there, and frankly, why you should care. Even if you know, and the reason I say why you should care, you should care about your business valuation even if it's just getting started, not just only caring about it when you are maybe looking to exit.
2: 100% correct there, Ryan. And we'll start out with the discussion around the why, because without understanding why, none of the other stuff really matters. And when we were discussing this, we kind of broke it down into, like, folks that were just getting started that were really early in their careers, whether that's like early in their actual career or early to owning a practice. Uh, And then mid-career, you're building, you're in growth mode. And then late in career where you're looking more at at exit and trying to figure out like, okay, I built this thing, now what? And really the goal is hopefully we don't want to get to we've built this thing, now what? What? hopefully we already have that end in mind.
1: Which gets back to the early career. In, in our early career, we're trying to establish what we're building. And yes, it may change. But what is it we're building? And you don't know what you're building until you know where you're starting from. So even in your early career, having a business evaluation around, okay, what am I actually worth right now? What's my starting point?
2: Yeah. And if you have a business partner or a couple business partners, it's getting an idea as to, okay, you're putting your, you know, blood, sweat, equity, tears into the building this. What happens if everything doesn't work out in the way in which we expect it to? How do we make sure that, you know, we're taken care of, that our families are taken care of, and that we're able to get the value back out of our practice that we put into it? You know, And so, like, for example, with you and me, making sure that we've got a buy-sell agreement that says, all right, if I'm no longer here, whether that's because I got sick or hurt and can't work, if that's you and I had a disagreement that we couldn't get beyond, if I passed away. You took
1: the analyzation to the next level, (laughs) and I was finally done.
2: (laughs) May or may not happen at some point. (laughs) But uh, we want to make sure that, that Ryan gets fair value out of the out of our practice, and myself or or my family get fair market value out of my side of the practice. And so it's, that's really an entire region of, of planning. And without knowing and figuring out like, okay, how are we going to value this thing? It's impossible to do. And it is way better to try and do that when we're friendly and agreeing and everything's copacetic as opposed to after there's an issue. And
1: then the second part early in your career is we might want to maybe take on some debt to help us build what we're trying to build. For sure. And
2: oftentimes, like if you're using the practice as the backing for that, having a business valuation goes a long way towards being able to do that. We still may not be able to, but it's at least a step in the right direction.
1: And then lastly, the, the strategic plan, right? Like, what is it we're building? How do we get it to, how does this practice grow in such a way that we can sell it for what we want or exit it the way we want and have the choice and flexibility? And I don't have to be probably the one to tell you because I'm sure you've read articles and everything else that's out there. A lot of practice owners, they give up that choice because they're either forced out for medical conditions, uh, forced out due to arguments as, as Alex was just pointing out, or they, they just don't want to do it anymore and they're just done.
2: Right. Yeah. It would, and a good portion of it is by going through the valuation process, you have a better understanding of like, okay, where does the value actually come from? What are the things that we need to work on and how do we get there?
1: Yeah, I'm sure some of you right away went, okay, how much does that cost? Yes, it's going to cost money to get a valuation. And the value of that is exactly what Alex just said. What's what's bringing up the value of your practice or what's bringing it down? If you know that, well, that I think is pretty darn valuable.
2: What are the issues that we need to work on and what are the areas that we need to focus in? Now, the next step is that... that- midterm person. And again, we need to do this periodically because well, Ren, like if you and I value our practice now and we allow 10 years to go by without valuing our practice again, might it change in the next 10 years?
1: Well, I hope it does and it better go up, but I definitely want to know if it's going down. If it, if it hasn't changed
2: in the next 10 years and it hasn't gone up,
1: (laughs) we're probably not partners anymore. right? That's fair too. So, yeah, it's, it's really are you on track, right? Like you did the early on, you did the evaluation. You put hopefully steps in place to build that evaluation up. Okay, now it's a check-in. Okay, is it is what you're doing working?
2: Yeah, we're almost using this as a roadmap of like, okay, where where did we start? Where are we going to? How are we doing in our progress
1: along the way? And, again, this your practice may change. This allows you to also – sure we can
2: take may out of there it, your practice will
1: change that's fair that's fair uh, okay and then we get to late planning or what we would call exit planning right and it may not be a true exit might job not be like you handing the keys to someone and say okay peace out it might be it might be a slow transition it might be your hours being cut back like there's so many different plans that go into this but what do you want that to look like yeah having a
2: having a goal and having a, an idea as to Okay, what, what is choice number one? We may not be able to choose that option, but what do we want to have our choice be? And now go walk through A, B, C, D. You know, usually we tend to stop somewhere around three to five in terms of the, the planning different options. Uh, but as we're going through this, we, we typically really want to make sure that we're paying close attention to the exit planning somewhere in the neighborhood of five to 10 years ahead of our planned exit. The reason being is that that allows us time to actually start modifying and adjusting things towards our desired outcome and figuring out like, okay, are we are we transitioning to a doc that's in the practice? Are we looking for someone who's going to come in and run the practice? Do we have family member who's going to come in and join the practice are we literally just going to sell off the assets and and close the doors like what what are we doing and how are we doing it
1: which brings us to okay so we've been talking about these valuations what are the different methods of valuation it's not just one valuation method that's out there and so what is out there currently so we're going to go over the three common ones and yes there's more out there um, so valuation method number one is what they would call a comparable analysis. You know, th- this is, uh, it's just like it sounds. It's literally someone looking in your market and comparing you to another naturopathic clinic or practice that looks like yours, hopefully looks like yours and seeing, okay, well they sold for this amount or their valuation is this amount. So you're at that amount and they're comparing it from that aspect. Now, there's obviously some pros to this, and there's a bunch of cons to this, too, because what are they comparing you against?
2: Yeah, how, you have to figure out how similar you are, and uh, then, like, okay, how did we get our hands on whatever the valuation of that other company was? If it's a publicly traded company and we're comparing, like, a two- or three-person shop to some, uh, to a company that has 50 or 100 docs, well, okay, those things aren't really comparable. Um, and so... Like making sure that the the comparisons are apples to apples or at least as much as they they can be.
1: Exactly. So uh, that one's pretty cut and dry. Um, It it is common. It's more of a a simplified type valuation where you're really just kind of, you're really trying to get the practice sold.
2: Yeah, You're looking for a ballpark figure. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So method number two, this is an asset-based valuation.
2: Yeah. So you're taking a look at what are the assets of the company. So we're literally just adding up the total value of all of the stuff on the balance sheet. What are the assets um, and, and assets here would be like the, the total value of the company minus the liabilities. And that's going to give you the, the net asset value. Um, and then there's a, a couple different ways of, of going on, going about this. One is, all right, are, are we shuttering the doors and we're liquidating all of these assets? Well, we're going to have one price there. And a lot of it depends on how quickly we're having to liquidate and a bunch of other factors. And, and then the other component is uh, as an ongoing concern. And that's the the technical term is ongoing concern. And really what that means is that the company is staying around and we're replacing the person who's running it. And and most of the rest of it is staying in place. And you've heard the, the old adage that the sum of the parts are greater than the are greater than the whole that's typically the case and so the ongoing concern is usually a higher valuation
1: yeah the liquidation value is really just a fire sale it, right generally most of the time
2: could be a fire sale could also just be like okay we're gonna sell all this stuff off and it may not be fire sale and that we're not Like we don't have to do it in the next two months or something of that nature, but
1: right, it's more of just liquidating, and and this is really for this is for a practice that's not going to continue on, right? So, and so valuation method number three, um, you'll see uh, it, you'll see it called cash flow analysis or discounted cash flow analysis.
2: Yeah, and so this is a different methodology. Really, what we're doing is we're taking a look at how much income is the is the practice generating. What's the net cash that the practice is is generating and doing a valuation based on that. This is a very common valuation method for uh for companies in general. And really what it's attempting to do is just get a sense of like okay, what is like how much cash is this company throwing off
1: and what's the value of that? Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, variables or assumptions put into this analysis that that can change that. Or for the both positive and the negative, there's just a lot of numbers that go into this analysis. So it's more. I hate to use the word thorough. It's not really thorough. It's more cumbersome of an analysis. Certainly might be more cumbersome,
2: more, more detailed, maybe.
1: Yeah, and so this is a common analysis, as all three of these are. This is the this is the more detailed, cumbersome one, with. A lot of assumptions
2: yeah and you're only going to do this if this type of calculation if it's going to be an ongoing concern you're never going to do this if you're going through liquidation or shuttering the business like there's no reason to
1: so those for today are, are the three most common uh, analysis that are out there hopefully you've understood why you should care even if you're three years into your practice or four years into your practice and hopefully you care if you're towards the end of, of your practice working years. The fact is, is is first step is first, you need to figure out what type of practice you're building. And you'd be surprised how many times we sit down with a practice owner and we really look at what they're building and this, I mean, this is any business owner that's out there, right? Like they're working in their practice so much, they're not working on their practice. And when all said and done, they haven't built a practice that's truly sellable because it's them
2: yeah they're so focused on the day-to-day operations and and getting to whatever that the next mile marker is in their in their head that they haven't picked their head up and looked at like okay am i headed in the right direction they're just worried about putting one foot in front of the other as quickly as possible and moving as quickly as possible
1: so really sitting down and, and really thinking about what type of practice you're trying to build is huge. One is not better than the other. However, if you don't know which one you're building, how how do you build a plan so that you can live the life you want to live and help the patients that you want to help? Uh, it becomes incredibly challenging. So we, we hope this podcast was valuable. Um, this is... It's really a taboo topic, especially in the naturopath world around what what is my practice worth, like this money concept around that. And we always tie it back to, look, it's not about the wealth. It's about what you're building to help your patients. You need the cash flow to keep building typically or growing. You need the cash flow for the growth aspect, which in turn goes back to your patients and we that's what we want to that's what we want to strive towards that's why we're putting this there and in the end like you're going to leave your business in one way shape or form we help we help you we help it not occur in the fashion that you didn't expect or if it did happen in the fashion you didn't expect you're prepared for it yeah there was thought put behind it so um, feel free to visit us, uh, holistic-finance.com, and we've got at the bottom of that screen, we've got uh, a, uh, a question that you can feel free to either send us a question uh, that you want to talk about on the podcast, or you can answer our question of the day.
2: And if you don't want to, if you don't want it to be answered, uh, if you've got a question you don't want to be answered in a podcast setting feel free to reach out to us. And we work through that methodology that Ryan just talked about. And we're, we're happy to have a one on one conversation with you. Uh, today's question of the day is when was the last time that you had a business
1: valuation done? So we hope you have a wonderful day and you got some value out of this. And as always, make it a great day.
0: guardian its subsidiaries agents and employees do not provide tax legal or accounting advice consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation all investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value ryan and alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of park avenue securities llc LSJ 3585 Maple Street, Number 140, Ventura, California, 1100 Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Member FINRA, SIPIC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities. Recall. Number 2020, expiration February 2022.